Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Canadian Serbian Sun Magazine, a program about Serbia, Serbs, and Serbian culture, which is intended for people around the world. The program will be led by myself, actor and director Mladen Obradović, and Kristina Bjelic, musician and philologist, a Canadian-born Serb. In this episode, we will talk about the origins and mentality of the Serbian people. The Serbs are a South Slavic people who live mostly in the Balkan Peninsula. According to recent statistics, there are around 11 million Serbs on planet Earth. Around 6 million live in the country of Serbia itself, and another 1.6 million in the other ex-Yugoslav countries. In Serbia, Serbs make up around 85% of the population. In Bosnia and Herzegovina, where they are one of three constituent peoples, Serbs make up around 32%. One of the two entities of Bosnia and Herzegovina, Republika Srpska, has a majority Serb population at 88%. In Montenegro, Serbs make up almost 29% of the population. Up until 1991, Serbs made up more than 12% of the population of Croatia, but today make up only around 4%. Serbs live on all the continents. It is estimated that around 2 million Serbs today live in the diaspora. Just in the US, there are around 650,000 and around 180,000 in Canada. Chicago is the American city with the largest Serb population at around 200,000, and in Canada, the city is Toronto with around 80,000. Asia and Oceania tally around 180,000 Serbs, of which the largest number live in Australia. In terms of European countries, the largest number live in Germany, about 450,000, then Austria, 300,000, and Switzerland, almost 200,000. The official language of the Serbs is Serbian, which belongs to the southern branch of Slavic languages. The official script is the Cyrillic alphabet. Around 85% of Serbs are adherents of Orthodox Christianity. The most significant work to date in the field of human geography was carried out by Jovan Svij and published in the book The Balkan Peninsula in 1918. In it, he pays a great deal of attention to the physical and psychological of what he called the generic type of man, a type that encompasses the inhabitants of parts of Serbia, Herzegovina and Croatia, with subtypes such as Shumadian, Herzegovian, and so on. According to him, Serbs make up three quarters of the generic type, which are characterized by a tall and slim physique, strong bones, developed muscles, long limbs, and a strong and long neck high crown, a prominent jaw, a long and narrow face, a high and protruding forehead, a prominent, elongated and often hooked nose, a wide chin, prominent lips, and a wide mouth. Deep-set eyes, large and dark, as is their hair which is most often straight. Eyebrows are prominent and curved, skin a light brown. Today, a large number of Serbs would not fit this description. It is very hard to describe the main physical characteristics of Serbs, especially since that would easily make us stoop to stereotyping. I agree that we shouldn't stereotype, but when I go to Costco, I recognize Serbs from a mile away. Do they go in pairs? Always in pairs. Costco is a store for couples, where you can buy anything in three-ton packages. But some contemporary studies have shown that Serbs are among the tallest people in the world, right behind Montenegrins and the Dutch, with an average male height of 183 centimeters. And that is why I decided to come to Canada where I don't feel like an endangered species at my shorter-than-average height. 
Come on, you're not that short. It's not that I'm short. It's that all my friends were so tall, I would get altitude sickness just by talking to them. Well, our neighbors on Southport Street aren't any shorter. Yep, you really can't hide anywhere from our people. Serbs were first mentioned as a separate people in 622 CE under the name Sorabi. There are many theories and hypotheses about when and from where they came to the Balkans. The most scientifically prominent theory is that the Serbs were a Slavic tribe that left the area of the Carpathian Mountains in modern-day Russia and settled the Balkan Peninsula in the 6th century. However, the discovery of DNA and its use in testing genetic origins have opened new possibilities which bring along new hypotheses some of which claim that Serbs might be an autochthonous people from the area of Serbia. This is a contemporary topic in science, which we actually even talked about in episode 8 of our podcast. What we definitely know is that at the beginning of the 7th century, Serbs were already inhabiting large parts of the former Roman province of Dalmatia, and some Byzantine writings from the 7th and 8th centuries mention the Garda Serba, Serbian people, who were inhabiting parts of Asia Minor. Some of the greatest Serbian ideals are heroism, strength of character, and honor. For Serbs in the past, heroism was sometimes the only means of survival. People had to have a lot of courage and heroism to defend and feed themselves and to survive. Although much of their lives were spent waging different wars, our ancestors ascribed great importance to moral principles and spiritual values. This is why we have many expressions and proverbs in Serbian connected to the word heroism. Difficult tasks bring out the hero. Without company, there is no heroism. Shiny arms do not fight the battle, rather the heart inside the hero. And then there is the old proverb, the hero is the one who can conquer his own passions. Besides brave, a real hero was also noble and manly, which together was combined into the Serbian word choistvo, roughly meaning strength of character. Bravery is defending oneself from someone else, and the evil with which he threatens you. Choistvo is defending someone else from yourself, and the evil in you. Marko Milanov, a Serbian writer from Montenegro who learned to read at the age of 50, wrote and published his book Examples of Righteousness and Heroism in 1901. He was not a writer in the traditional sense of the word. He was a man of the people, wise and bright, a patriot, and himself an example of heroism and honesty. He took up writing in order to record, as he himself said, that which should not be forgotten, which would be a shame to forget about his clan and the people and heroes from his region, but also to provide a moral history and, through his experience as a warrior, military, and national leader, teach and encourage good deeds. In the past, honor was considered the most important human and national quality. And that has not changed to this day. An honorable person is one who has a character and noble principles that he or she holds on to, no matter the circumstances. An honorable person is noble, reliable, consistent, and chivalrous. They have a feeling for their moral duty which they will carry out in all situations, even when it might not be the most convenient for them, and even when it is hardest. When someone is honorable, other people believe that they will do what is right. In Serbian, there's a syntagma chasnarich, or honorable word, with which people guarantee that they will do what they promised, so other people trust them. People respect, admire, and look up to those who are honorable and who keep their word. That is why there are many expressions in Serbian related to honor. 
For example, it is my honor to introduce oneself for someone else. It's beneath my honor. It reflects on your honor. Honor to you, the equivalent of good for you in Serbian. You'll do me the honor. Orthodox Prince Bishop of Montenegro and one of the greatest Serbian writers and philosophers, Petar Petrovic Njegos, also wrote about honor. Everyone is born to die only once. Honor and shame live forever. The great Serbian writer Jovan Ducic also wrote, It is hardest to get back honor. That is why all other losses are only personal, but this loss affects both family and country. And if it has to do with a great man, then it also affects a great idea. Don't you think that these concepts have somewhat lost their weightiness, both in our country and our community? Yes, we definitely don't live anymore in a time where honor or honesty are our primary drivers in decision-making. I think that modern times have changed how we see these concepts. I think everyone knows that they're important, but modern living conditions, and especially certain professions like politicians and lobbyists, whose job is to find loopholes in the system, have really depreciated the position of these words in our lives. Yeah, I don't think Njegos would have written his masterpiece Gorski Vienets if he had to bother with the stock market or lawyers. But that is why we have that Gorski Vienets and many other works of art to remind us of the beauty and significance of these ideas in our lives. Buying or selling a home is a big emotional and financial investment. For that, you need a professional, a real estate agent. Call Miliana Drapic at 416-762-4200 or at 416-825-6960. Here are some examples of how foreigners saw Serbs, especially on the battlefield. The German Field Marshal August von Mackensen, who led the German armies on the Serbian front during World War I, told his soldiers, You're not going to the Italian or Russian or the French front. You're going into a fight against a new enemy who is dangerous, tough, brave and sharp. You're going to the Serbian front, the Serbia, and the Serbs are a people who love their freedom and who are willing to fight for it to their last. Do your best so this minuscule enemy does not overshadow your glory and compromise the success you've achieved so far in the glorious German army. Isidora Duncan wrote, Oppression by the great and powerful often turns against them. The best example of why you should not bully those smaller than you is the example of the small nation of Serbia, which put an end to an empire that had lasted almost a thousand years, the Habsburgs. The Serbian people have many traits which give them a stamp of uniqueness and individuality, resilience and adaptability. This is particularly related to women, as it is believed that there is nothing they cannot do, particularly during hard economic times and whenever it has to do with their families. Pride. The Serbs are a very proud people, proud of their traditions, culture, and individual and collective accomplishments. This is often how the world sees them. As we all know well, spite and stubborn resilience are part of the Serbian mentality. As much as these traits can be negative on an individual level, they did help the Serbian people survive subjugation under the Turks, and many wars that took many lives and brought the country to the brink of ruin the breakup of ex-Yugoslavia, exile, migration, the bombing, to name a few. Hospitality is a quality that Serbs pride themselves on, and with good reason. 
A smile, cordiality, and a good mood are what set Serbs apart and guarantee that their guest will have a good time and enjoy the connection with their hosts. The feeling of togetherness and unity was always strong among the Serbs, especially during hard times, when the importance of the collective nation, our country, was put before individual needs. Serbs especially showed this during their wars of freedom against the Turks and in the First and Second World Wars, when they protected that which was sacred to them, freedom, family, and orthodoxy. And whoever doesn't think that this last characteristic is real, they can come visit anyone in our neighborhood on Southport Street. On my floor alone, there are seven Serbian families. I can definitely attest to that, as we live in the same building. In our building, there are at least 30 Serbian families. It's really a small commune. Research has also shown that Serbs are among the top 10 most collectivist nations. Another piece of interesting information is that the questionnaire showed that Serbs are the people with the most self-esteem in the world. I know many of you who do. An investigation carried out by the American Psychological Association in 2005 showed that when it came to self-esteem, Serbia came in first beating the US who came in sixth, and Japan who came in last of the 53 nations. The concept of kumstvo among Serbs has a special place in extended familial relationships. There is no equivalent in English, and the word can be roughly translated to best man or godfather depending on the context, but the cultural relationship and implications are much more complex. The kum is usually not a blood relative of anyone in the family. He is the protector of the family, and kumhud is a spiritual kinship. This is a custom common to all Slavs, and has its origins in the pre-Christian times, when the kum was the intermediary between the family and its ancestors. Through the church, kumhud got a new meaning, as St. John the Baptist baptized Christ. Since then, when someone asks someone to be a kum, they say, by God and St. John, will you be my kum? One can be a kum at a wedding, equivalent of best man in English, and at the baptism of a child, equivalent of godfather in English. So he is present at all important family celebrations. The kum takes care of his godchildren as their spiritual father. Often, kumhood is inherited and is carried on to the next generation, but it can be discontinued. You can see the significance of kumhud in Serbian culture in expressions such as First comes God, then the kum, in Srem. First comes the kum, then God, in southeastern Serbia. What God is in heaven, the kum is on earth, Kosovo. reverence for the family in Serbian culture. While young people in the European Union move out of their family home at the average age of 26, Serbs belong to a group of European countries who stay in their family home well into their 30s. This group also includes North Macedonians, Croats, Italians, and Slovaks. The reason for this is that there is a strong reverence for the family in Serbian society. For Serbs, the idea of being grown up and leaving home is tied to marriage and having children, not to finishing college or gaining financial independence. When most Serbs leave their childhood homes, it is to live with their new nuclear families. Few young Serbs, even in the diaspora, move out early, except for when moving to a larger or different city to study at a university. They would rather live with their parents, even as they are studying or working, since in their parents' house, besides unconditional love and attention, 
they have full room and board, home cooking, a clean room and clean sheets, and even sometimes clean and ironed laundry. Some move back home after finishing university or after an unsuccessful relationship has ended. Who wouldn't? Really, who wouldn't? Serbian parents, even those who are not financially well-off, do not ask their adult children to pay them for rent or food. They would rather see their children save up that money in order to pay for their own homes, buy a car, go on a trip, or simply have money to go out. In return, parents assume the right to tell their adult children what to do with that money, what to spend or not spend it on, how to live their lives. Yup, that sounds about right. Traditionally in the Serbian village homestead, at least one child would stay to live with the parents, and either a part of the house would be set aside, or an entirely new house would be built for that child and their new family. On the same homestead or nearby, usually would live the oldest generation, the parents of the parents. That tradition partially carried into city life as well. Sometimes all three generations would live in the same apartment. Just as parents take care of their children, they also take care of their elders, parents, and even aunts and uncles if they do not have children of their own to do so. Older parents and grandparents are visited often, and when the need arises, are taken care of in either their house or the children's house. Seniors' residences are only a last resort option among Serbs. Only those who have nobody to take care of them or have a more pro-Western way of thinking and decide for themselves go to live there. When an older parent or grandparent is no longer able to live independently, they even sometimes come to live with their children or grandchildren. Subscribe for print or digital editions of Sun Magazine. With your subscription, you will help promote Serbian ethnic identity, culture, and traditions, as well as help develop new podcast content for our Canadian public and other listeners worldwide. Religion, language, and alphabet. Serbs began converting to Christianity at the beginning of the 7th century. That process finished in the 8th century, and from then onwards we can track the development of the Serbs as a Christian people within Europe. The Serbs' conversion to Christianity went hand-in-hand hand with the formation of their first country in the first half of the 9th century. One of the decisive factors in converting not only the Serbs, but all Slavs to Christianity was the Slavic alphabet, first Glagolitic, then Cyrillic in the mid-9th century. Literacy was inextricable from conversion to Christianity through the native language. Indeed, the first book translated from Greek and written in Slavic language was the Bible. A strong factor for solidifying the Christian religion was the fact that the church services and preaching to the people was done in the language of the people, which the new believers understood. After the Great Schism of 1054, Orthodoxy began to dominate in the area that is today's Serbia. This contributed to the Nemanjic dynasty's rise to power. Not only did they unite Serbia, but also Stefan Nemanja politically opted for Byzantium, and with that came the Byzantine, that is, Orthodox Christian, spiritual and cultural influence. In today's Serbia, Orthodox Christianity is the dominant religion at 85%, followed by Catholicism at 10.4%, Islam at 3.3%, and Protestantism at 0.92%. Church and religious communities in Serbia are independent from the state and are all equal in the eyes of the law. Although there is no state religion, the biggest Orthodox holidays, Christmas and Easter, are also statutory holidays. 
The official language of Serbia is Serbian, and the official alphabet is Cyrillic. In multicultural areas, other minority languages are used as well, such as Hungarian, Slovakian, Romanian, and Croatian. The use of the Latin alphabet is inherited from the time when the southern Slavic countries were united in the country of Yugoslavia, and it is still commonly used, even though the official Cyrillic alphabet is regulated by the constitution of the Republic of Serbia. Serbian belongs to the southern branch of Slavic languages. The language reform of Vukaradžić in 1868 simplified the Serbian alphabet, or azbuka, orthography, and prescribed two basic principles. For one sound, one letter. Write as you speak and read as it is written. I remember very well what my younger brother said in grade 2 when he was asked what Vuk said. He answered that Vuk's principle was write as it is written, read as it is read. That makes sense. Vuk got rid of all unnecessary symbols in the modern alphabet and invented some new ones. This is how we got a 30-letter alphabet, which is, according to some authors, the most perfected alphabet in the world. The great Irish writer and Nobel Prize winner George Bernard Shaw believed that Cyrillic was the most perfected alphabet in the world and followed a rounded and logical system. In his will, he left 360,000 pounds to anyone who managed to transform the English alphabet in the same way Vuk transformed the Cyrillic one, that every phoneme have one letter. For all your needs related to life and disability insurance, critical illness insurance, visitor and travel insurance, dental and medical plans, RRSP and RESP, and income tax services, call Jovan Knežević at Jovan Financial Solutions at 416-697-4723, visit their website at www.icoveru.com, or send them an email at Jovan, that's J-O-V-A-N, at icoveru.com. Plan for your future. And now, some fun facts about Serbia and Serbs. Between the 3rd and 4th century in the territory of modern-day Serbia, no fewer than 18 Roman emperors were born, or one-fifth of its total emperors. Serbia is the largest exporter of raspberries in the world. In 2012, 95% of the world's raspberries came from Serbia. The two most famous words of Serbian origin that have become international are vampire and paprika. The Serbian clockmaking industry is older than that of Switzerland. Serbs started making clocks 200 years before the Swiss. There is an entire village in Serbia built of stone. It is called Gostusha and it is located near Stara Planina in southeastern Serbia. The only rainforest in Serbia, named Vinatovača, is located in central east Serbia and has old beech growth with trees that are over 350 years old. Seven centuries ago, the French princess Helena of Anjou became a Serbian queen through her marriage to Uraj I Nemanjic. In her honor, the king planted lilacs in the Ibar River Valley. Today, this place is called the Lilac Valley. One of the natural wonders of Serbia is Javoljavaros, or a devil's town, on the mountain Radan, near Kursumlja in southern Serbia. It is a rare natural phenomenon, formed by years of nature's work. It is made up of a bunch of hoodoos, or earth pyramids, with stone hats of volcanic rock. There are more than 200 of them, up to 15 meters tall, and from half a meter to three meters wide. 
It was named a natural monument and was a nominee in the new Seven Wonders of Nature campaign. One masterpiece from the monastery Mileshava, the White Angel, was picked as the universal symbol of peace. Lonely Planet named Belgrade the capital of Serbia as the city with the best nightlife in the world. The lakes Vlasina and Semetish have their own floating islands that appear in the springtime. A very rare natural occurrence in the world. As many as 13 Serbian scientists worked on the NASA Apollo missions, Serbian physicist Mihailo Pupin was one of the founding members of the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, which would later become NASA. The Mount Artan in Serbia is shaped like a pyramid, a 500,000-year-old pyramid. It is believed that under the mountain there is a launch pad for a spaceship left behind by aliens thousands of years ago. Artan and its secrets is one of the most puzzling unsolved mysteries in the world. Ever since the little house on the Drina made its way to the Daily Mail and National Geographic, it has not stopped intriguing the world and attracting curious travelers. The photograph of the house, which is located on a rock in the Drina River and withstands the wild nature surrounding it, was featured as a photo of the day by National Geographic in 2012. The Church of San Sava in Belgrade is the largest Orthodox church in the Balkans. The Deli Blato Sands is a sand dune-like area located in southern Banat and is around 300 square kilometers. The Slava is a unique Serbian tradition and a sign of recognition and identification among Serbs. Most likely during their conversion to Christianity in the 9th century, Serbs adopted the tradition of celebrating a patron saint. Serbs are the only Christians in the world who celebrate a Slava. Serbs can sometimes say we're not unified, and there's a saying that goes, God forbid that the Serbs ever come together. But then again, there's also the Serbian motto, only unity saves the Serbs. Serbs are well known for their love of food and drink. I think we can safely say that there is too much food and drink at any event, and it is impossible for a Serbian host not to try to convince you to sit down and have a bite, even if you just came over for a coffee. Serbs kiss three times and cross themselves with three fingers. As you can tell, Serbs are very witty people, and Serbian humor has a lot of satire, even more than English. There was once a time where you could go to jail in Serbia for publishing satirical aphorisms. Serbs nurture many myths and legends, and these stories sustained the Serbian people in some of their most difficult periods of history, when the very survival of the nation was at stake. The Kosovo legend is one of those. Serbs are known for loving parties and festivals, and there they show their true temperament. Singing, dancing, and enjoying friends and good food is characteristic of most Serbs. Some people believe that the fear of drafts is sheer superstition, but the majority of Serbs will steer clear of a draft. Not only did the majority of the population religiously follow these sporting events, but everyone understands it as well. Although with the rise of Novak Djokovic on the international scene, Tennis is becoming the new national obsession. You are listening to the podcast of Canadian-Serbian Sun magazine about Serbs and Serbian culture around the world. Join us for future episodes where Sun collaborators will continue to introduce you to Serbia and the traditions and culture of the Serbian people. Until next time, greetings from the editorial staff at Sun magazine. The creation of this podcast was financially supported by the government of Canada.